0: Bayern Munich saved their 2022-23 season by winning the Bundesliga title after one of the most dramatic games on Saturday. He enabled Thomas Tuchel to keep his job, but not for this club's CEO, Oliver Kahn, and sporting director, Hasan Salhamidic. The Bavarian powerhouse will have a busy summer trying to assemble a competitive squad again. Welcome back to CGTN Sports Talk. I am your host, Li Xiang, and I would like to be joined by my colleague, Josh here.
1: Great to be back.
0: So it's I don't know how to express my feelings about a game last night. It was mm. like there was no hope. Oh yeah. oh wait, there's no the hope. hope. And then oh yeah, we're gonna win it. Oh my god, we blow it. Oh yeah. yeah, we won it again. It's just so many twists and turns.
1: Yeah, it really was one of those situations where you know, with the with the last day of the season, in a lot of cases, especially in the Bundesliga, you end up in this position where the title is wrapped up so far ahead. Like I believe the record is like 10 games to go or something Mm -hmm. that quite often you are instead looking for the rest of the pack to sort themselves out but not only was this competitive and exciting it was basically the rarest of cases where it wasn't in Bayern Munich's hands it was in Borussia Dortmund's and they've been so up and down all season that still wasn't guaranteed and yes I'm do think they bottled it on the very last day. Mm -hmm. But it was still an exciting round to watch. Yeah, so
0: a lot of people were saying that this is not never about who is the best team in the league or who is the better team between the two. It's more like who is the worst team and who actually made more mistakes. Let's begin with the one that actually made more mistakes, Dortmund. Yeah. How is it possible that they allowed a team mains that say averaged allowing three goals in their previous four three losses yeah. to score twice in the first twenty four minutes. Yeah.
1: No, it really was remarkable because you're looking at this team and you're seeing that they have Mats Hummels, Niklas Zula, centre backs. Yes, Hummels is old, but you're meant to have someone in that sort of, you know, seasoned veteran position to be in your in your centre, with the younger guys around. We've seen it a million times with like um With like Bonucci in in Serie A and Chiellini and players Mm -hmm. like that so that is I guess what they're going for but there's just something with Dortmund these days where I don't even think it's the players or the management it's just this mentality where Mm -hmm. anytime they can take the lead or anytime it's in their hands, anytime they go from being the underdog to being in a position to compete correctly they just blow it. True. And I don't know what that can be because we've gone through so many managers. At the moment, we have Edin Terzic there, who is, a, you know, he's been with that club for years. He's a passionate fan. He loves that team. It isn't like they're being run by mercenaries who, who don't care. Mm. They have a very passionate fan base as well. And yet, here we are, last day of the season, against FSV Mainz, who, like you say, conceding all these goals on yeah. a losing streak of four. And yet, not only a case of they win, I mean, they get it's the draw, dream, but, they but they did, were, yeah. they're they winning at the opening sections. I'm not mm-hmm. even a case of like, oh, one lucky goal. It was two two goals based on a very simple uh, scenario of we'll sit back and then catch them on the break. And they did that perfectly. You know, we say it's a 2-2 it's a draw, and it is, but having Nicolas Zula get mm-hmm. that penalty in like 90 plus 6, yeah. you know, that's for a team of Dortmund's size, Dortmund stature, tor- Dortmund's players who they have available... There's just something in the club culture that's very Tottenham-esque, I want to say, in the sense of they just... Whatever it is, they just cannot get over the hump to be serious contenders. And it should be a case of they can't be serious contenders because of their relative size and stature compared to the Giants Bayern Munich. But there's something else going on where... Mm -hmm it's the second biggest team, but yeah. they fall apart every single time.
0: It's kind of ironic that the second biggest team used to have to borrow money from Bayern Munich to yeah. actually stay alive. Yeah, yeah, right. Who do you feel, let's let's just, who do you feel the worst for? Is it Marco Royce who actually didn't really start, came yeah. off the bench and then failed to win the title again and then cried? Or Haler, who missed a penalty in the first half and then missed an open goal in the second half?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think with, with Marco Royce is, I feel bad for him in general because the thing with Dortmund is, and this is a big problem with modern-day football, is if you are a big star at that team, Lewandowski, Mm. Haaland, now Jude Bellingham going to Real Madrid, if you are successful at that team, you don't stay. That's just not what it is. But he's been around for so long, and that's partly... You know, he's probably been trying to leave. There was that time when, I believe it was the season where they got to the Champions League final in 2012 in Wembley, where he was linked with a move to Manchester United, but he got injured and it never happened. Then a few years later, he was linked with someone else. I want to say that team was uh, Tottenham, Tottenham, so mm-hmm. London Club, by the way, again, injured. So what's happened is he stayed and been a club legend because he's been too injured to move. Yeah. But it isn't like he's been forced to stay... He loves that club. Mm -hmm. You know, he starts off Bruce Montchin Gladbach and then he got his move because he's a boyhood fan. So he's been in the he's basically been the locker room leader. Yeah. And for him to miss out on this title, I mean that that's heartbreaking. And as for Sebastian Alaire, well, you know, this is on one hand, this is better than we could have foreseen Mm -hmm. because in the start of the season he was dealing with testicular cancer. He couldn't play. For him to come back and basically drag this team to this position, do a lot of work, he got a brace last time out, that's fantastic. But then in the clutch time, like you say, missing the penalty, missing the open goal, yeah. you can't be in the, You can't be doing that when not only is it a case of you're competing for the title, but it's all on you. It's all in your hands. And for him to leave them in that scenario, I feel like he will be the one who feels the most like a failure. Mm-hmm. But for Royce, it will feel like a big disappointment. Especially because he's... I mean, I feel like he's been around forever now, but he's in his thirties, his time is running out. For him, it was now or never.
0: But I think Dominant will at least keep both Royce and Hayler. Mm -hmm. Though for Bayern... um, For a moment, I thought they're going to fire... They're going to throw out everyone. They're going to fire Tujo, they're going to fire everyone. They won the title. I think they will keep Tujo at least because it's only half a season. And he won something. They fired Khan and San Hamidish. First, do you think it's a correct decision?
1: <sighs> you know, I, I feel like what that is, is a realization that they made the mistake getting rid of Julian Nagel. True. Because it was those two who made the decision, apparently. And Karl-Heinz Rummenigge is being brought back, apparently. Mm-hmm. The, I, I, fe- I was reading about him earlier today, and Again, it was it was in it was one of those articles where it's a translate the story from build. So I don't know how certain it is. Yeah. There's reports that they are already he's already back. There's reports that he is just behind the scenes and is waiting to be brought back. But yeah, getting rid of Khan and Semenhasovitch is I mean, because when you consider those two, not only have they been backroom staff for like a decade at the mm-hmm. very least. I won't say it's longer than that in both cases, like fifteen almost twenty years. Not only that, but they are club legends on the pitch as well. Exactly. So for them to have been gone, people have realised a major mistake has happened. And the thing with Nagelsmann is it's the optics of the situation. They were still on for a treble. It wasn't like he'd done something majorly wrong. Mm-hmm. It isn't like, you know, you could understand him being fired in the position now. If it was okay They get to the final, all they win is the Bundesliga, they scrape in. Goodbye Nagelsmann, we'll see you next time. But instead, they've gone from that to and Tuchel, who has this reputation of being a magician we saw it at Chelsea yeah we saw what he could do at Borussia Dortmund and I think it's severely damaged his reputation in terms of what he can get done but partly because of how the nature of the club is run that it's instead ruined their reputation because it makes it look like they're unwilling to like have a guy in the pole position if it isn't their guy whatever Noggin was doing they didn't like it so they were going to replace him just for the sake of it and then with the state of the locker room you have this stuff with Leroy Sané and Sadio Mane like Mm -hmm. uh, they had like a fight after a game and things like that the stuff with Noya and his friend the coach being let go the goalkeeper coach the goalkeeper coach Mm -hmm. being let go like to me this is the bad old days of FC Hollywood, and they've tried to fix it in the worst possible way. And, yeah, if this if they would have lost this, mm-hmm. I feel like they would have got rid of Tuchel as well. Yeah. Because they, he, they didn't, and he won this, he's still there for next season. However, whoever is in charge now, I feel like they're going to give him the keys to the castle during the transfer window. He will have his team next year, that is guaranteed. And then we're going to see what they can do, and hopefully for Bayern, for Tuchel, for everyone involved, they can look back on this and say, it was a blip, we still won the Bundesliga, 11th in a row, everything's fine. But if they can't get that done, I feel like this is a bad omen for the Bundesliga going forward.
0: Well, I think, well, first, again, I'm a Bayern fan, but a club has been winning the Bundesliga title for 11 times in a row. It's already a very bad omen for the league, because where's the competition? And speaking of major mistakes... I know we shouldn't blame Tuchel for leading Bayern out of the Champions League, out of the DFB buckle, but Mm -hmm. it happened. It happened right after he took over. And let's just say, focus on the game last night. When they had a one-goal lead, pretty much everyone was talking about like, you're getting too conservative. This is Mm -hmm. not enough. You need to at least pretend you're striking. Make sure you don't get pressed in your own field And then he what he did what he put three centers in the back line he's like okay we're gonna keep this go and then they allowed to go they allowed a penalty i was like okay this is why he is a failure as a manager i know he then sent mushala there to score to go but again is he really being too conservative or as some of the commentators i heard that he doesn't really trust the players Bayern currently have, and he wants his own players. And maybe that's why you say the club, pl- the club, should give him the key to the castle and make his decision on yep. the transfer. Yeah,
1: because that's the one thing which I've heard, like that directly contradicts what happened to him at Chelsea, because when he came in at Chelsea. Everyone was like, yes, sir, we'll do exactly as you say Mm -hmm. because they were a talented squad who wanted to win They'd be dragged down by Frank Lampard. They were gonna go out there and prove themselves and you could see Almost immediately the discipline the tactics everything worked out perfectly with this It wasn't the same. It was suddenly a case of Rumors in the in the dressing room. They don't like this. They don't like that. Mm -hmm. They don't like his drills They don't like his tactics uh, they think he's changing the, buy- the buy-in way too much. They didn't like any of it So you end up in- with the scenario where you do have talented players like for example Thomas Muller is I feel like right now on the precipice because He is a fantastic player, but he's very much a maverick You know, he was the uh, the realm doctor yeah. the space explorer doesn't really fit in anywhere which I think is one of those things where that's excellent if you can have him as this like free floating midfielder, second striker, something like that. But if you're Thomas Tuchel and you are very much we play out from the back, we three at the back, we play mm. out directly, no wasted movement, he's a wasted spot on the team. Yeah. And then for him to have like I forget if it's in his contract or something, he's guaranteed to play like every game he's healthy or something. Mm. That becomes a major issue. So when you have these egos clashing at these different levels of the game, be it player to manager, manager to player, the goalkeeping coaches, the physios, whatever it is, that causes problems. So I suspect summertime is going to be, we're going to get the guys I want, or at the very least we're going to make sure the guys who are there play my way, and then we'll see what happens next. Mm. But even so, I do look at this buy-in team and I think to myself... Like where's the where's the stars where's the big players yeah, Like, who, who is your best performing buying player this season? I mean that's it. Like I really would struggle to, to to give a name. I feel like I'd have to say probably Jamal Musiala or someone like or Kimish. that. But yeah, Ki- yeah. Joshua Kimmich in in the midfield because you know they got rid of Lewandowski. Yeah sadio mani has no replacement for that he doesn't play no. in the center he is the direct striker is neither is chupa moting who they say he's great in the locker room but that's obviously not true anymore because no. of what the amount of drama yeah and i'm looking at this team and you know jan sommer very good goalkeeper but that's not a long-term fix for the future there's no number true. one we mentioned oliver karn and it was basically karn to neuer mm-hmm. you've you always have this big, strong goalkeeper. We're not seeing that now. Serge Gnabry is not a number one striker. No. Like, like they played him way forward. That's not his style. Joao Cancelo's done nothing since he's arrived. Like it feels like a team where, like, I, I look at this squad and like, yes, they're playing in red. Yes, they're playing in the Allianz. But that's mm-hmm. not a buying squad to no. me. And that is almost as big a problem as the management switch and everything involved so i feel like yeah they they like going back to what i was saying at the start of talking about this team they need to relegate this to being a blip and next season start all guns blazing and make it by munich with the genius thomas tuchel at the head because if they can't do that like i say it's a bad omen for the league because they mm-hmm. dominate it regardless yeah but a bad omen for bayern as a european giant going forward mm-hmm. because just to quickly go on a tangent, because I mentioned Lewandowski, him going to Barcelona. Barcelona. I look at that Barcelona squad. I'm not looking I don't feel like I'm looking at Barcelona. Yeah. You look at players like Jules Kunde, who's looking to leave, you look at the nature of them winning La Liga Alcanta because Real Madrid was so focused on exactly. the Champions League, they didn't really care, and Atletico was so small there's no competition. This season Specifically, these two leagues, and we're going to talk about this more once everything is wrapped up next week. I almost wonder if we are now on the verge of getting the Super League Mm -hmm. because the Giants look like they're fading.
0: That's true. I mean, give it a season or longer, maybe Lewandowski will be seeking another team again. I wouldn't be surprised. Would not be shocked. um, But Bayern, even if they want to say, okay, we're going to give you a blank check, to get whoever you want, the blank check will have a limit number, I'm sure, because that's not how Bundesliga runs, that's not how Bayern runs. Even with the players that Tuho want, there's a difference between who he can get. Mm -hmm. And let's say, he has two more years on his contract. Yeah. So far, the uh, management seems to be on his side, but again, he doesn't seem to strike me as playing in a Bayern style, like you said. Yeah. So if things don't go right in, say the first half of next season, maybe there will be voices saying that, okay, we give you what you want. You're not playing our style, not winning, so let's get rid of you. Is that really possible? Because that's again, FC Ballet, Hollywood.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, I, I really do think so, especially because that's been too cool, be at PSG, be it at Chelsea where Mm. he is very much his own man and he will implement his way. And as we've seen at both of those clubs, he's incredibly successful. You know, he got PSG to that final and you know, we've seen PSG, we've talked about them a million times, it's a mercenary team, you can't really do that. He managed to do it. His work at Chelsea getting them that Champions League was absolutely sensational. So we know he can do it. But at the same time, behind the scenes, be it with Leonardo, the sporting director, be it with mm. QSI at PSG, uh, be it with Abramovich, the moment there's friction, he's willing to say, well, I won't compromise, and he's willing to just walk away. With Bayern being in the state they are in, yeah, if, if they do not hit the ground running, mm. By the time they hit the winter break, I would not be shocked if he is gone, and I wouldn't be shocked if it the statement comes out mutual consent because he's more than willing to say, "Fine, I'll take my ball and I'll go somewhere else."
0: Yeah, because the last one who actually wants to has his way in Bayern is Pep Guadiola. Yeah, it's not as bad as this one, but it's not successful successful either. Yeah, is it possible that Tuho is more like a kind of quieter Mourinho because he really likes... Like I don't take orders from anyone. I'm just here to run my team.
1: Yeah, I, it's funny you say that because I, as I was saying that I had I was thinking something very similar and in fact the only difference I would say is with Mourinho it seems prickly up and down. With Thomas Tuchel, I've never heard of him losing the dressing room mm-hmm. but I've heard him losing the management. Yeah. So I feel like it's very much a Mourinho-esque situation where when he leaves... It's not because results are bumpy and not what they want, but because it's got poisonous, and he's willing to just say, fine, no. I'll, I'll leave. We'll, we'll terminate it here. So as long as he keeps getting the results, he will he will work like Mourinho, he'll circle around. Mourinho is now pr- proven himself to be fantastic at Roma, having yeah, yeah, been yeah. basically considered past it at Tottenham. You know, we're, we're predicting a long way in the future because I believe it's a decade in age difference between the two men. Mm-hmm. But you know, Thomas Tuchel is probably going to remain a top-level manager for a long time, and that's regardless of if he has success at Bayern or not. Because that management—it's difficult to deal with.
0: That's true. I mean, no manager—I—I I, I can't. Let's see. Since I began to pay attention to Bayern, was what twenty years ago over? Mm-hmm. There's only one, okay, two managers who actually got lobbed by both the management and the fans and the club. It, thats how hard it is yeah. to manage this club. It's just—and yeah. even then,
1: you know. Back to it, your pankers won them that treble and was replaced by Pep the next year, exactly. And he still had, I believe, a season left on his contract. They were willing to terminate it. On one hand, you understand, yes, we're getting Pep, but on the other hand, you just had the guy who just won everything. Mm -hmm. Hansi Flick was in that position as well. And look what they did to him like, you know, we're talking about if if, uh, Thomas Tuchel fails. Even if he succeeds. They still have good enough reasons to replace him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's
0: their club. It's the Hollywood again. Yeah. Yeah. And I think so much for today. Thank you for listening. Hopefully we'll be hearing from you guys very soon next week. See ya. Speak to you then. Bye bye.